Radio Pulpit, 657 AM. That's Tasha Cops in the background there with Grace on Radio Puppet, your daily companion, bring us to exactly 10 minutes after 7. Welcome to it. This is the second and uh, last hour of our program, uh, Thursday Live. Remember, going all the way until um, 8 o'clock and start at exactly at uh, 6 o'clock. And as promised, uh, we're having somebody from the Double Business Round Table. And of course, we are honored to have uh, Leanne Gold. Um, uh, she's with us on the line. Lian, good evening and welcome, ma'am. Good evening, Godfrey. How are you doing? I can't complain in you. I'm great, thanks. Looking forward to having a great time with you this evening. Yes, thank you for having me. Mm. Did I pronounce your surname correctly? Yes, it's gold. <laughs> gold with L. Yes. All right. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who is Lian? Um, Leanne is just a normal girl from Benoni currently. Um, I am actually in the ministry. I'm a pastor. I am a student. I'm busy with my PhD currently. I love the Lord mm. and I believe in serving my purpose. And I just hope that this evening, you know, marriages will be restored and there will be some form of insight. That will bring that healing to them. I don't know whether it's me only, but uh, I have realized that the voices have a way of, uh, you know, giving uh, women's ages away. <laughs> so you sound young. You sound young. I think the older you women get, um, the you know, uh, yeah, the the more your voices change. It becomes <laughs> like thicker and uh, yeah. So, but now I can tell her this one. Yes, uh, be way between uh, thirty-five and twenty-five. <laughs> tell wow, me, uh, tell me, I'm, I'm not you. lying. Thank you for the compliment. Well, the Bible says Sarah was so beautiful that she didn't look her age. So I believe <laughs> I'm right taking the same grace. <laughs> Am I right or wrong? <laughs> I just leave it at that. They say a woman never tells her age, but free. <laughs> yeah, but you are young. You are really. You sound like you sound like you are very young. <laughs> But anyway, we're going to learn a lot from her this evening right here on Radio Perpetual Daily Companion. Yeah, talking about challenges of marriage institution in the 20th century. What are those challenges, if I may ask? Um, um, you know what? Um, First Timothy 4.3, the Bible says in the last days people were forbid to marry. Um, I believe we're living in the times where people have seen how challenging marriage is and many people are now deviating from marriage itself. They just don't want to go through with it because nobody believes that marriage can really work out, you know. So now I believe that, you know, we need to go back to the basic principles of marriage or to the foundation of marriage because the marriage institution, you know, it, it, it was instituted by God and it came long before even church was established. So it is the oldest institution that has ever been established. And unfortunately, marriage has evolved and people are, are struggling to move with the change or to transition into, into the changing times of marriage. The principles of marriage, per se, they have not changed, but the roles and functions of marriage have changed. Um, what I mean, um, we live in a time where... Um, you know, men are no longer like before 
in the old days, men, we knew that men must go to work. The men will go to work, and the women will stay at home, and they will take care of the kids. You know, and the women are grateful that this man is providing shelter for me. This man is putting bread on my table, you know. And, and the men will come maybe once a year or, or once a month, you know, but they did not stay together. So as a result, there was no, no form of intimacy between the older couples. That's why maybe some of them lasted the way they did. And the abuse was more then, and the women stayed then because where else would they go? Tradition and culture will tell them, no, you know, you must go and die. <laughs> you know, you must go to your husband. If, if, the, if the husband beats you up, the, they will first ask you, what did you do to him? You know, it, it, was, a, it was a culture. Mm. And... But now things have changed. But but then it looks like that. Let's not just focus on the abusive side of the culture, but the preparatory side of it. It looks like the culture was, in a way, preparing uh, women, uh, you know, to to know what they can expect in 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 a marriage. And like now, when you're getting married and you don't know what to expect, you are just excited that you're going to have a a wedding of the year. Don't you think that also that one helped uh, that those women that which are our mothers then, I mean, which are our uh, our mothers to be able to maybe um, be able to uh, stand the challenges, to stand against all the challenges and to be able to endure or enjoy their marriages, if I may, you know, put it that way? No, definitely, definitely. Women, even till today, women have always been preparing themselves for marriage. They've always been prepared for marriage. That's why uh, most women, they feel like they've achieved something whenever they get married. You know, they feel like it's such a great achievement and they would look down on women who are not married. Why? Because they were prepared. But uh, 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 unfortunately, our men now, they were never prepared for marriage. Absolutely. They were not. Mm. And this is what most of our sisters, um, this is this is a nice platform actually to address this. This is the one mistake that our sisters do in the church. Our sisters pressurize brothers to marry them in the church mm. because of circumstances where sister so-so is married, I also want to get married. And the brother, because he loves her, he's not ready for marriage. He's not prepared for marriage. He does not have the capacity, you know, to handle every responsibility and burden mm. that comes with marriage. So because he feels it's the right thing to do, then he ends up getting married. But once he's married, then the sister is the one who starts to cry. Why? Because you're the one who pressurized the brother. The brother didn't want to marry mm. I would you say, know? I would say, based on my observation, that it's like women are born ready to get married, or maybe <laughs> even their lifestyle prefer. I mean, they started preparing in a very young age, as long as and as young as you know, three years or toddlers, and uh, a stage and all that, because they're playing with the. Uh, the dolls, uh, which means well, they're playing the roles of mothers. And what about the boys? They're playing with cars. <laughs> that yes, means definitely. that means uh, we are failing our boys as men. We are not really, uh, you know, training and helping them to be ready for marriage. Because that means more work uh, needs to be done from the men and uh, boys' you know, side more than from the women and uh, girls' side. What do you think? Yes, definitely. We actually, we need to do more work when it comes to the boys. And we, this must be done while they're still young. You know, for parents who are raising boys, we need to teach them, you know, the, the roles in marriage are not gender-based. This is don't only belong to a wife. Cooking does not only belong to a wife. 
You know, you must you must treat your wife with respect. You must treat her with dignity. With, and when you say you love her, you can't go around and betray her trust. You understand? So because our boys, they grew up in an environment where there were no father figures, you know, or even if there were father figures, there were no... No, no father figures who would set a, a good example of, of how to be a husband. And trust me, a good husband comes from the Lord. The greatest example of being a good husband is for you to go back and be reconnected to your Creator. You know, be realigned with your Creator so that you will know the principles that you need to adhere to as a husband. Look, the Bible says that husbands love your wife as Christ loved the church and he gave himself. You understand? So what it means is that, you know, until the husband understands completely God's love for him, how God accepts him, how God loves him unconditionally, you know, how God just gives him grace so freely and forgives him over and over and over, and how God will not withhold anything from him, until the husband is acquainted with that love, then the husband will never be able to give out that love. So most of the time, our marriages, they fail because we have expectations. And now we have expectations from people who do not even know how to meet those expectations. Absolutely. We are with Leon Gold on Radio Puppet, your daily companion, talking about uh, the challenges um, of marriage or marriages in the 20. 20- 21st century, right? Are we in the 21st yes, century? Yes, yeah, yes. those are, uh, yeah, it's just sharing with us about um, the, the challenges that we face during the uh, 21st century. I think basically uh, it's, it's ignorance, it's ill preparedness on both sides. Like right now, as you are talking, I can't help but think about. Um, our old de- olden days when we were still uh, small boys playing, you know, Santana Red Lala. We used to play with, we didn't have toys, some of us, but then re-emulate uh, driving cars and all that. Really? We'll take something yeah. like uh, maybe a round, some round object and pretend as if it's a steering wheel and go like, um, um, boom. And then... Um, <laughs> The ladies will hold your maybe your t-shirt more at the back, but no, babana mizukulu yahau, ham ham ham. And I remember somebody interpre- interpreting it as yeah, uh, women, but women loving men with cars starting a long time ago at a tender, uh, you know, at a young age. Well, we still play, we were still playing as kids, uh, men being drivers and uh, women being passengers. So this thing comes a long way. <laughs> But you know what? what, yeah. what we, that, mm. that is that is an instinct. Let me yeah. explain what I mean. Mm. The the boys driving a car like that, and the women being at the back, the girls being at the back. It's it's a sign of leadership. Godfrey. Okay. It, it it's an in, it's an inborn instinct that um, every man has. Mm. A man is born a leader. Mm. A man is born a leader, and unfortunately, we are living in a times where our men's voice has been silenced. You know, most men cannot raise their voices. You know, they feel powerless. They feel worthless. They feel useless. And worse, society is adding to that. Mm. Imagine you feeling like that and somebody coming to add and making you feel like that. Mm. Then they become frustrated. Then some of them, they try to find coping mechanisms. That's where substance abuse comes in. Uh, some, some of them, they run to infidelity. Some of them, they end up being abusive. All of these things, some of mm. them, is just a coping mechanism to escape away from the frustrations that come 
with that marriage um, institution that they find themselves in. I feel that, uh, you know, one day is not enough for this uh, topic, <laughs> honestly speaking, because they will bring up issues still, you know, right? they can actually help us to see where the problem lies. And like yeah. right now, when you look at the very same, I mean, the picture that you just painted now of leadership and all that, You'll, you'll, you'll realize that there were never accidents there. I mean, there was never an accident that happened while the young man was driving the car and the yes. woman was... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, let's look and, at... Let's look at... Okay, okay. Go and, ahead. And this does not, does not mean we be little women. I'm yeah. a woman. Yeah. But I know what the Word of God says. The yeah. Word of God tells me a man is a leader. Mm. You know, a man is not, he's not better than me. Mm. No, he's just my leader. So women must not marry men that they know them, they can't lead them. No, if you can Mm. see that this brother can leave you, leave him alone, no matter Mm. how wealthy he is, Mm. no matter how charming he is, leave him alone, he's not for you. Until you find a man who can lead you and you know that you can submit to him, then you can submit yourself and marry that man. I wish you can repeat that again. I missed it, you know. Yeah, maybe repeat that again. I want to hear it again. Yes, look, um, until you see as a woman mm. that this man is my leader, mm. this man can lead me, then it means that man is not for you. No matter how wealthy he is, no matter how charming he is, a man who must lead you is the one that you must recognize as a leader so that you will give honor due to him. Mm. You know, we are having a time, we're living in the times where women will honor their pastors more than they honor their husbands. That is mm. wrong before the Lord. It is wrong. It is said by a woman, it was not said by a man. I know that there won't be any attacks going on there. Hey, uh, why are you oppressed? Why are you oppressing us women? But um, I'm glad it was not said by me. It was said by you. Now, let's quickly look at the roles and the functions. What what have changed over the years as far as these two uh, you know, things are concerned, roles and the functions are concerned? Oh, my word. A lot of things have changed. Um, we now have men who are stay-at-home dads. We have men who are raising their kids, men who want to be present in their daily kids' life, you know, day to day. They are there with taking them to school. They are there helping them with their homework. They have days, you know. We have men now who are raising up. Look, Godfrey, I don't want to focus on men who are doing wrong things and bad things. I want to talk about the little, you know, that we still have that is doing good. I mean, they are our seeds. And we can use them to build this society. You know, if we, we lift them up, they will be able to stand up and influence and impact other men. So we have men who are stepping up. You know, we have men who are doing house chores. Before, you, you couldn't do this. You know, they will say, oh, you're rich. You know, <laughs> but now we have men who are there and we have women. Women are working now. Women are the ones bringing the bacon. Women are studying. Women are empowered. Women are in ministry. You know, women are now focusing on their visions. They are in business. They are empowered. So now we have a problem if we try to apply the previous cultural traditions and norms to the current one in the 21st century is not going to work. We now need to come up with ways. How do we adapt? How do we evolve? And what must be changed? I hear you. I hear you. And and what about uh, the men who are stuck, uh, you know, 
with tradition that are saying our forefathers used to do this, therefore we are not going to change. We are not going to help. Uh, it's a woman's job to make sure that we eat. Uh, it's a woman's duty to cook and, and stuff like that. We know. I know that we've got uh, men who uh, still think like that. Um, definitely, we do. We do have men who still think like that. Look, um, you don't marry a person without, you know, at least knowing or studying them. <laughs> That's why you mustn't rush into marriage. You know, study, study your partner. Study. If he's a traditional man, then you must find ways from on how to how to deal with him. You know, you must handle him with wisdom, with honor, and with respect. You know, I have learned that when when you respect Respect and honor a man. God said there is nothing that that man won't do for you. When a man feels respected and honored, ah, he will shock you. He will come out of his traditional way just to come and, 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 and meet, meet you halfway or to meet your needs. So women need wisdom on how to handle men who are still, who are traditional, you know, who are still rigid in their thinking. And just because he's ready doesn't mean that you should leave him. No. You just need wisdom. You know, wisdom says, um, I know what to do in this situation to be victorious or to come out, you know, on top. That's wisdom. You know what to do. And, and, and wisdom comes from God. So women who find themselves in, in, such, in such cases, ask God for wisdom. Or, or better yet, if you know that your, your man is still... You know, traditional, he's not going to help you with the house chores. Then find a helper to help you with the house chores. You know, it, it, it's not it's not an end of the world. There, there's always a way to work around it. We are with uh, Leanne Gold on Radio Puppet, your daily companion, talking about the challenges of marriage in the 21st century. Going back to some of the things that you highlighted uh, as we start, when we started, um, I realize that in most cases, the people that have problems with marriage uh, institutions are those who uh, are not married. That's my own observation as I uh, follow social media trends and all that. Those who have never married are saying, uh, marriage is outdated, it is no longer relevant and all that, you know. Uh, but, but then again, it really means for those who are married now, uh, we play a major role in uh, what people think about marriage. Because yeah. that means the reason why they are saying marriage is no longer you know, uh, relevant is because they saw uh, marriage, uh, a couple that worry, they didn't get what I can say, a good example of what a good marriage, marriage sh- uh, should be like. That's the reason why they have that. But had they seen uh, a married, happily married couple and all that, I, th- I don't think their view would be the same. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, marriage institute is governed by principles, whether they be godly or whether they be worldly. But principles govern marriage. In the world, I don't really want to dwell much there. They have their own systems where people see that it's not working. You'll be married and you want you still want to go and say, this is my money, this is my car, this is my house. You know, uh, 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 I, I'm going to do whatever I want. You don't account to anybody. But when you're in the kingdom, you must abide by the godly principles. One, God is your source. God is your foundation. You know, the Bible says that a threefold cord is not easily broken in Ecclesiastes 4 from 9 to 12. You know, it says two are better than one. But a threefold cord is not easily broken. So we need to show people that God is actually the foundation of marriage. 
to show people that, look, you must not have unrealistic expectations from your spouse. There are some expectations that you must only commit to God. There are some needs that only God can fulfill. So when you do not have God in your life, you're going to fail. You're going to fail and your spouse is also going to fail because it is wrong for you to have those expectations and think that he will meet those needs. So there are principles, like the principle of, of priority. The Bible says a man would leave. He would leave his mother and his father. That's the principle of priority. It shows you that as a man, you must prioritize your wife. As a woman, you must prioritize your husband. Nobody else and nothing else must come first apart from God when it comes to your soul. Nobody, including even your children. I know we all love our children, but how many times have we seen um, as soon as there are children in the home, then infidelity starts. Why? Because the wife now starts devoting all her time to her children. And by so doing, creating a vault or, or a, a gap that only her can feel. And a man starts feeling alone, he starts feeling empty, and then he goes outside. You understand? So there are, there are those, those little foxes that must be dealt with. So no one must come first before your husband. Your husband comes first. And mm-hmm. this does not mean that you don't love your children, you don't love your, your in-laws, whether it be your family, your, your, your external family. No, it's a law of priority. That's what God says. He said, you must live and you must please. Mm-hmm. You cleaving now, you, are, you, are, you must pursue each other. You must never stop pursuing each other. We continue to pursue each other. You know, people, once they get married, they tend to relax and, and they, they tend to no longer take care of themselves. No, yeah. that is wrong. You must pursue each other. You must affirm one another. You must still tell, oh, well, you're my girlfriend, man. Why mm. you know? <laughs> yes. Absolutely, you know, if you, yeah. If you say, mm. oh, no, man, my wife, man, you are wearing these long things and I need you to wear something for me, go buy it for her and let her wear it. You understand? Oh, yeah. When, when, when you yeah. do that, mm. you, are, you, you are igniting. You are, there's a spark that will continually burn. Wait, see. I don't know. Are it's really and unfortunately, because of time, he's just going to have to leave it right there. Otherwise, we'll go on and on and on. By the way, you'll come back next week, hey? Yeah, because this one is important. If we don't finish next week, we we'll go again, come back back again. Then other <laughs> marriages are important. Then we know that they are under attack. Aha, yeah. How do you spell your name? On are you on on on, on any uh, of this uh, these uh, social media platforms? Um, I'm on Facebook. On Facebook, I'm Precious Lee. Precious Lee. L O W E. Yeah. Yes. Precious. <laughs> Precious Lee. Yes. Precious Lee. Pre, 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 R E, yeah? <laughs> yes. Precious Lee. Yes, it's gold. Precious just Precious Lee or Precious Lee Gold? No, it's just Precious Lee on Facebook. All right. So, okay. Her name, ladies and gentlemen, is uh, Precious Lee on Facebook. So I've got all the details there, what you do, the information about your ministry, right? Yes, definitely. Or otherwise, I can call the Global Business Roundtable on 011-242-8008-000. You can ask for Ndade Josie Sokhoa. Yes, right? definitely. All right. Yes. Preli, what, what's, what's it again? Pre? Preciously. Preciously. Yes. <laughs> Thank you very much, Preciously. Madam Preciously, thank you very much. Thank you so much for having me. That's Leanne Gold on AM657. Just go and uh, find her there on social media platform, which is uh, Facebook. Uh, Preciously.
You can now buy your favorite programs and series of the past 38 years on eCompanion, Radio Pulpit's own online shop. Revisit programs by beloved presenters like Justice Chungu, Cecile Berger, Esti Geldenais, and Pastor Aaron Jelly. Books and CDs from various authors and artists, as well as Radio Pulpit t shirts, caps, and other branded products, will also be available on eCompanion, your one stop soul food shop. Visit radiopulpit.co.za and click on shop. T's and C's apply. You and 657 AM and Life, a winning team on the road to eternity.